Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, weebs and casuals alike, and welcome to Baka and Company. Whether you're a seasoned otaku or just dipping your toes in the world of anime, Baka and Company is your one-stop shop for laughs, deep dives, and the occasional what-did-I-just-watch moment. We here at Baka and Company, we take the word Baka, and uh, not seriously, but as an encouraged term of endearment. I'm your talking cat companion, Drew Tendo 64 Flying higher and further than ever before, it's Frank Furter. I just hit my pinky and it hurts. <laughs> and our mage with the most, it's magically average. It's the least, the <laughs> least interesting <laughs> opening you've ever had. Bro, oh my god. god. It's so fucking bad. You god know what I did to my pinky. I know what you did. Oh, it's just bad. but you you held it in. I saw your face. I saw when you hit it. You muted yourself. I could tell that you were in pain and you could have just stayed silent. You didn't have to talk. But your first words first words out of your fucking mouth in this episode are my pinky hurts. Like how are you supposed to follow up with this? Every time you put me in this awkward spot of like, what am I supposed to say? Because if I don't, if I don't talk about it, now I look like an asshole. <laughs> but if I do talk about it, I'm just an even bigger asshole. Oh like, my <laughs> I actually had to move this screen away because I saw it happening. I was like, no, I gotta keep my face straight while I read the opening. <laughs> Oh, God. God. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, and probably you don't, um, I nearly cut off about a quarter of my pinky, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, and um, yeah, I still got four stitches in it, and it fucking hurts, and I by accidentally bumped it with my other hand or on the desk, and I it fucking hurt. It's... 
it, it would be more apropos of you to have bumped it with your own hand and heard it honestly. I did so, that earlier let's, today. Let's <laughs> God. So, Drew, what are we talking about today? What are we watching this week? <laughs> We're watching something that has absolutely nothing to do with Frank's pinky finger or gore, thankfully. Today we're talking about Kiki's delivery service. Oh, I love Kiki. All right, well, Frank's out for now. I love Kiki's delivery service. Um, This was one of the first Ghibli films I think I watched with my wife in theater. And Mm. I forgot how wonderful it was. I also completely forgot that it came out in like 89. I think yeah, no. 80, well, yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, July twenty yeah. ninth, nineteen eighty nine. Stay oh, on yeah. mute, bitch. No one needs you. Um, <laughs> my wang, buddy. If, if it's not cast in the sky, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah, no, I I enjoy this movie too. It's not my favorite. It's not in my top five, but it's it's definitely a good movie like yeah. to watch. But Drew, tell us more about this movie. <laughs> I will. As 90% of these films are, they are directed, written, and screenwritten and produced by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, The music, while beautiful and elegant, is, of course, written by the GOAT, Joe Hisasashi. And uh, the plot summary I gave it as a joke plot was Little Witch, Big City. I mean, and honestly, yeah, like, uh, that's really what it is um you described the entire movie <laughs> i uh, yeah. just nailed it yeah because like i'll <laughs> get it up go home i'll get, get it everybody <laughs> yeah see you later um i was gonna say i'll get into it now too this is yeah i think the hmm, this is a bold statement i think because i haven't watched through all of the ghibli films yet but whatever um this is i think one of the, if not the only Ghibli film that really doesn't have a through line in it in terms of, like, character goal. Okay. Well, she does have a goal. She well, wants to figure out what she wants to do with her life, kind of. And what loose, she wants to loose. Loose, because I could argue that her goal was to just make it to a big city. But I can make, I can make an argument that her goal was just to be able to see the ocean. I can make it a goal that she just wanted to talk to a boy. Like, there's a lot of very loose through lines to mm-hmm. the story of Kiki, um, which is a, a much greater departure from a lot of the other staple ones. Like, just going through the list, Ponyo. Uh, Ponyo wants to be a girl. And then if you're following it from the boy's perspective, he just wants to save the girl. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's it, right? Uh Howells is, I got to get back, turned back into a normal person and not an ancient, decrepit, like, crypt keeper. Uh, Spirited away, got to turn my parents back from being pigs. Like, you can go on, like, through and through and through, right? And most of them have a very clear, here's my objective, established very early on in the film. Kiki's is literally just, I am a witch, I'm 13. Apparently, when that happens, I get to go off for a year and train to figure out my expertise and that's it. It's just, it is, like you said, Drew, Little Witch, Big City, uh, which, colon, slice of, a slice of life film. Which I find it funny that, she, like, throughout this movie, she's trying to figure it out. And she figures out, my expertise is flying. Yeah, just, and she's not good at and it. And she is 
awful at it. Yeah, no, she's she's <laughs> yeah, very not good at it. <laughs> like just horrible at it. If we're being completely honest, just... and, well, yeah, it, it's also annoying too that like her first instinct is rather than to like explore around and figure out ooh what, what what would be my niche what what can i what can i start practicing to become a witch she's just like me fly me take things on fly me deliver delivery service and i'm like you had half of the equation in your hand already and it took you that long to just discover the other half like why just why don't you go explore more she's like Mm-mm, no me take things like, it all started with her in the pacifier when that lady forgot her pacifier at the bakery. And then she's like, oh, I can do this for a living. And they're like, yeah, no shit. It's been around for a while now. And this is what you want to do? Cool. You're a great witch. Yeah. But I love this no, movie. I... <laughs> <laughs> all to cap it off. Um, no, yeah, I do. No, I like, do. There, there really isn't a whole ton, like, unless you want to, like, get into the plot, which, again, as you said, is very loose. Like, there really isn't a whole ton to this movie. It's just about a little girl trying to figure out what she wants to do with, you know, her life or find her expertise. And she finds it pretty early and she's pretty shit at it. Um, and then along the way, she makes a few friends. Like, yeah. that's the entire movie. Um, I do love the fact that, though, from, like, start to end, you have this kind of, we'll loosely call it slub, subplot, but it's more like a Chekhov's gun. Uh, in which you keep hearing about this giant airship, the uh, fuck, what was it called? The, the um, one that blows up near the I end. I thought they were called it. Oh no, I can't remember uh, the name. Der, 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 oh god, it's on the tip. They, of they my called tongue. it a dirigible. Yeah, dirigible. They did call it a dirigible. Did you do? Yeah, dirigible. It is a dirigible, but I don't remember what it's uh, it's called. It sounded like the same name from the uh, the Up movie or the oh, movie. Are, up. You, are you talking about like the actual like name the name of, of the it? Ship? Yeah, the like oh, spirit of freedom or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, like some that. yeah spirit of hope or whatever. Freedom. Yeah, some like very like American sounding name. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. But yeah, basically, like I love from the beginning. You can hear it on the radio. Like it's like one of the first lines in the movie. It's like. Yeah. In the spirit of freedom is landing. Yeah. It's a perfect it's day. It's making its rounds across the U.S. <laughs> across the coast. Wow. Yeah. Um, the very like, like, yeah, 1940s, then, like, 50s, like radio announcer voice. Yeah. So like, I love the fact that they just have this Chekhov's gun just straight from the get go of like, there's something going to happen here, whether or not like it's going to take away like the uniqueness of her being able to fly and her being depressed about it. Or it's just gonna fucking like, uh, like a blimp just blow up. Jesus. Well, I I I like it too from the standpoint of, uh, well, from a couple of different perspectives. One being that in like every Ghibli film, because of Miyazaki's fascination with the flight, flight yeah, and like airplanes and like aeronautical stuff, like the fact that there's just something immediate in this, you're like, okay, cool. Very much a Miyazaki stamp on that. I like it. But um, but also, too, it, it's it's very intriguing from the standpoint of, like, you're hearing this girl who's you quickly find out is a witch um, and that this is not uncommon in this world. So you're like, OK, witches exist. That's cool. But you're it's like uh, opposed with or that's not the correct term, but my brain is farting right now. It's the the dichotomy of the witches and like magical elements with like new age innovative technology and and aerospace and stuff like that it, it like that that contrast is really 
interesting to see, like right at the very beginning when she's laying in the field, listening to the radio about the hope of spirit, freedom, America, fireworks, bald eagle, kachow, uh, blimp taken off or did didgeridoo or dirigible or whatever um like i i like that i I, and it's it's something i don't see it as much as a Chekhov's gun so much as it is just a like a very slight foreshadowing to what this main character kiki is going to experience once she inevitably leaves her homestead in this very small rural area where she had been practicing and growing as a witch to venturing off on her own and, and having to cope with the responsibilities of being alone. And it's not technically becoming an adult, but I guess, you know, having like all of the, the burdens of responsibilities. Yeah. Like just, you have to rely on yourself now because you're living on your own. And I, I, that, I mean, that's one other aspect to this all too, but it's, it's, very intriguing how everything was kind of meticulously laid out at the very beginning to how it all ended as well. I, I, I really appreciate that, but yeah, I mean, you, you talk about all the friends they make along the way too. It's, it's hard it's to people. see. Yeah, it's yeah. two people. It's, it's really... Tombo and no. the girl who I forget her name. No, there's Asana who's the baker wife who's pregnant. Okay, that's, and then there's fair. the painter girl who, yeah, I don't remember her name either. Um, the old I, ladies. She's got the old. Ursula? She's got the Ursula. Tons of friends. Yeah, she's got Who tons. Of, Ursula. Uh, she's the octopus Ursula. from Little Mermaid. Um, it's the English name. I don't know. Ursula. I don't know. I'm on the Wikipedia. And in English, <laughs> it says Ursula, and then in Japanese, it says Ursula. Ursula. Um, I. Yeah, I, I just I, I like all the different pieces to it because in the similar vein to how she's making all these friends along the way, each friend has like their own dedicated like little mini story. And that's what I think what I like most about this movie. Um, it's also a frustrating piece to it that we can't can get to later. But like I love that as the movie progresses again, because it's very much just Little Witch, Big City, colon, a slice of life movie. It's just like these little moments and little interactions that are all encompassed within like 10 to 15 minute scenes of like, oh, I go deliver, I make a delivery to this, this woman's house. She wants me to take a pie somewhere, but the pie, it can't, it's not cooked yet because the stupid electricity, grr, grr, you Thomas Edison, it doesn't work on this stove. <laughs> yeah, gotta go to good old just burning wood in, in the old stove and they have to like, she, she does that and then she's doing chores around the house to help out this old lady and you're like, no, that's adorable. And then you meet that little cunt of a granddaughter and you just want to be like, wow, I could want to kick you right in the teeth. Just um, upper cunt you. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the the little splashes of Tombo, the the boy who just a fucking stalker boy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's <laughs> basically like high, a stalker boy. Low key stalker, high key stalker. He is high key a fucking he's, stalker. He makes he's a delivery. Weird. He makes a, he arranges a delivery to get her to show up at no, his house. No, that, that was Asana. That was the baker. Okay, yeah, that was Asana. No, I love the fact, and this is a huge props to Miyazaki and the team for a film that came out in 1989 that they it was full on like girl power like 
like pure feminism like let's go the first scene with tombo when he's like whoa you're a witch hey little witch get you like who are you what's your name and she just fucking turns around to him and is like i don't talk to anyone especially boys when they have not introduced themselves good day and just zooms off on her broom and i'm like Dean wilder good day sir hell yeah (laughs) i'm like good on you but the annoying thing to that is that for the entire movie, I don't think he ever know like learns her name until I think the very end. Maybe yeah, she, she just calling her Miss Witch. Yeah, she's just Miss Witch every time. The even the nice letter to invite her to their like club <laughs> yeah. uh, was titled Witch. Miss Witch. Like, did you not get yeah. the hint when she just blew you off that like, hey, maybe a a proper introduction and exchange of names would be appropriate? You four eyed freak. Tombo Tombo is really a Dumbo, but that's you know that's also a different movie. It is um, a different movie, but he hey, is, that involves he flying. It oh does involve flying. Wow! Let me is this the, movie actually let me Dumbo? Put that pin it's the on my Charlie board. board. Oh my god! It's right Pepe here. Sylvia. Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. But, <laughs> but uh, something that you you touched upon, and I, just to kind of elaborate, that I really enjoy about it, and probably reasoning why I'm not like the biggest fan of this movie. Like it's a good movie, but it's not made for me. And it's exactly what you said. It's a girl power movie. It was Miyazaki realizing that there isn't a film for young girls who are just kind of growing up and figuring out what they want to do in life. So he's like, cool, I'm going to make that film and just did. And it, it here we are. This yeah. is the movie. So I, I do say good, big props to him for, you know, late 80s to just make a movie that is female protagonist all the way through just doesn't like fall into regular random like princessy type tropes of like i'm the one that needs rescuing or i'm the one that needs help with everything she is the one that helps people she's the one that saves people she is not the the damsel in distress so good on him for making that and i not to say like those reasons aren't why this movie isn't made for me this movie was made for little girls it was made for 13-year-old girls, girls who were still growing up and figuring out what they want to do in life. I don't necessarily need that message. I don't like it, I understand it, I can recognize it, I can realize it and I can appreciate it. It is not directed towards me. That's fine. A okay. I think this is a good movie. If I was a little girl, I probably would think this was a great movie. But I'm not. I'm an adult man, person, baby, and uh no. <laughs> it's it's a good movie in my opinion. I hear you. Like, I forgot how much of this movie is just wholesome content until I rewatched it. And I rewatched it again just before we recorded just to make sure it was fresh. And there's just goofy little things that you forget about. Like, there's this whole living town that's going on. All these other people are, like, walking by and waving. And Kiki gets excited because she thinks it's a returning customer or just excited that someone knows her. But there's this whole like secondary story going on with Mumbo Jumbo Tombo. Wow. Tombo. There we go. Mumbo Jumbo Tombo. Love that character. Where he's trying to like build an airship and and use that for his vacation. But like that whole side plot happens. Yeah, I know. Yeah, airship. Um, You built a propeller. Woohoo. Yeah, on a bike. Attached it to your bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But. That whole thing happens beside Kiki and her adventure. So the I really enjoyed that. Although there's these other things going on, like 
Kiki obviously is the main drive. It's the story of, or the name of the film. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, and it's refreshing to see, even though this is early in the Ghibli career, that there's a more solidified main story. Although that third act comes out of nowhere. Yeah. With the with the blimp flying away. Yeah. I, if we're being honest here, and and maybe this is just my smooth brain talking, it's it's really hard to definitively say what each act is. Like that's in, true because it's one big act. Yeah, because I mean that's how I view the film too, right? Like it's. It's a lot of just little stories built into one sequential piece. And and if you start to break it up in acts, and I think this is maybe why I can appreciate this film a little bit more, too. Um, if you start to break it up in acts, it, it, it does get a little bit more muddy. If you look at it as just one long, drown-out story of just many interactions here and there until the very end... It's it's a wonderful watch. Once you start getting into like the quote unquote plot and all of the loose ends they neglect to tie up and a lot of the just blatantly unanswered questions, too. We're just going to say that uh, you start to maybe get a little bit frustrated, um, like with Gigi. Whatever happened to Gigi? Who knows? Uh, why well, was she still riding the broom in the last scene instead of actually going in to make her own? Who knows? Uh, w- what happened with the like the whole painter interaction? Like when she like did she actually did she f- really reset and and find the spirit within her to regain her witch see? powers? Also, could you actually lose your witch powers entirely? Is that is that a thing that could happen? Could you just stop becoming a witch? Is she not a witch anymore? Who knows? Like there's a lot of things you can pick out of this and it could really, really make you your, your blood boil. We can, we can answer one of those questions. We know where Gigi went. Well, yeah, yeah but Gigi. we don't Gigi, oh, Gigi out there getting it. Yeah. With we the don't, neighbor we, cat. Get busy? <laughs> now the question is, is Kiki hearing cat meows or is she hearing a man's voice moaning? 
That's the real yeah, question. Troy McClure. Yeah. Troy, is it Troy McClure going, oh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, Bear. Wait, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to bring up Troy that Troy McClure. I have, I have for the cast is Phil Hartman. Yeah, Troy McClure. Oh, never mind then. I'm just dumb. Ignore me. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the area that I kind of look at it from. It, it, that was a poorly worded sentence, but it, it's a lot better of a film if you just look at it as you're watching a slice of life. It, it, it really does not have a true through line plot or or storyline built into it that you need to be like following it's just little mini interactions here and there all spliced together into one film um you can certainly like like i like we were talking about before you can appreciate a lot of the 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 elements that they bring into it like with foreshadowing the uh the didgeridoo machine thing um you can appreciate all of the like the dichotomy between like this big city hustle bustle all these people that don't rely on witches right with this witch that you know people haven't seen in years and years and years like the one of the one of the old women was like oh yes my great grandmother used to talk about you people and i was like you people great uh but like that aspect too of how not explicitly told through the characters but you just kind of infer like ah okay so they haven't relied on or had the pleasure of interacting with witches in quite some time because they're a well-established large city like cool if you dwell on those though too long you start to bog yourself down with it and to be like why the hell are they not coming back to this what is going on why do i care about this bitch who talks to crows like who what is the what is the deal um i think that's where you can get frustrated and and it can lose your appreciation for the film so um yeah this think, one is just like don't think about it too hard. Just yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a nice wholesome vibe. Is, we really is we the... we really should make a bucket. Like I, I should have a chart behind me that's just it's split down the middle and it's like these are the these are the Ghibli films that you you want to pay attention to. You want to follow the plot. These ones just brain Happy off. Happy go lucky vibes. Yeah, brain off. Just, just eat a brownie and have a good time. Yeah, don't 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 think too hard. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, or smash no. your pinky on a desk. God yeah. damn it! I'm trying hard over here. All right, <laughs> you're not. I know your arm hasn't moved like mine don't. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I'm just like you right now, except 3D, not paper. We're gonna soon um, see your hands come up like Ricky Bobby, and you're just be like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, but um, no, I, I think for just kind of final thoughts for me. I mean, we've we've. There's really not a whole lot of meat and potatoes to talk about for this movie. So I think for me, it is definitely turn your brain off, enjoy the pretty colors going across the screen, and enjoy the wistful music of uh, Joe Hisiashi, or however the fuck you pronounce his name. I'm so bad at it. No one ever pronounces his name correctly. It's only Drew. Yeah. Anyways. Joe Hisiashi. Hisiashi. Yeah. Thank you. I believe. Regardless... It is just enjoy the movie, enjoy what is presented to you. Do not think about it too hard. Just take a nap like Drew's character model is right now. It's fine. Just <laughs> 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 back into existence. Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun time. There's some chuckles to be had. There are the fucking cunt of a kid that just is like, I hate grandma's pie. Okay, they're, they're there. It's for just like, like, oh, they're there I fucking for like, hate this girl. <laughs> 
It's like two. But seconds. it like it kind of brings you back to real life. You're like, oh yeah, Pete, dumbasses like this fucking exist. Yeah. Kids exist. There's yeah. I I, I think to, to kind of wrap up everything too, uh, like to to what you were talking about, Frank. In that it's hard for you to relate. Obviously, well, most of us in this podcast relate because the film was geared towards younger girls who are growing up and and you know, entering into or like going towards adulthood where you have more responsibilities and and, and things like that yeah it, it, it's quite quite challenging excuse me for us to relate from that piece but it is a very like interesting glimpse into what like transpired back then in terms of yeah. like like the one scene where one of the girls is like, Oh, she has a job at her age. Oh, okay. Ugh. And it's like, it's interesting to, to look at it from the perspective of like, if you're at a certain age, like it's it's almost frowned upon for you to be working. Whereas like her whole Kiki's whole purpose up until she was 13 was to train so that she could go out and work. Right. Like the, those, those pieces are always interesting. And it's like trying to determine like what you value over, you know what you value over what other people value like kiki valued spending time and and helping out <clears throat> the old ladies to to make the pie versus the granddaughter valued what looked like very nice fancy frivolous things and and couldn't care less for something that her grandmother had meticulously made for her so yeah like i, I think those different messages you can definitely appreciate it i don't think it has to be that it's coming from like uh, i don't know what you're looking at um no, I'm realizing we we forgot to talk about one crucial thing in this movie. Okay. Very crucial thing in this movie. Two, uh, actually. One, you didn't have your deja vu moment. So there's that. Yeah. We talked about a moment earlier. Yeah, well, that, We're that's not just between you and I. Yes. Two, this movie has the best boy in it of all time. The doggo. The doggo that saves Gigi's oh, yeah. uh, freaking hide. Yeah. The best dog you've ever seen in cinema. Just this old dog who's just like, just, Jeff. they think that he's oh, just yeah, lazy and just, yeah, <laughs> his name is Jeff. They just think he's a lazy old fuck of a dog and they're just like, he's on his way out. But no, he's, he's with it. He understands what's going on and he gets it and he's like, I'm, a, I'm here to help. And it, yeah, that like scene with Jeff, the dog is best <laughs> best dog in studio ghibli ghibli i don't know probably ever well i guess there is the dog in castle not castle in the sky uh howl's moving castle he's, i don't know how many dogs there are really good, in he's a good dog that's a good dog it is, he is one of the best dogs portrayed in anime cinema he, he is <laughs> i will never not like just appreciate and gush over the scene with that dog climbing up those stairs with that old lady just <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I absolutely love that scene um, and he gets to the top and he's all like breathing heavily yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no good dog good dog oh, you're right we did miss that scene but yeah I think right. you can you can definitely the one thing that I will say about this film is that you, you can easily take one message that's shared throughout the film and relate it to you in some way whether it's something that you had experienced in the past or just, you know, a general message of life and, you know, and how you should live it. The film has a lot of those sprinkled up because it is just those small interaction stories all mushed together into one film. So it is it is great. It is definitely on the side of turn your brain off, you know, just appreciate it for the night, how nice it is and all the, the pretty sceneries and stuff like that and the wonderful music. So it's um, a definite must watch if you haven't seen it already. 
Drew, take us out. Take us out? Well, my final Or give thoughts. us your final thoughts. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I like, <laughs> let him speak. Let him speak. Let, this is 2D rights or rights as well. 2D <laughs> rights or rights. Okay, go ahead. Paper life. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Kristen Dunst is Kiki, and I totally forgot that she is. Until yep. she yeah. starts screaming, and I hate <laughs> her scream because of it's in the Spider-Man movies. And it just like... Oh, my God. It, it's it is shrillish. It made me want <gasps> to punch infants. And um <laughs> <laughs> You can punch the little girl who was unappreciative of the pie. Yeah. Just right Or the little or the little boy who wouldn't t- turn off the TV until his mom yelled at him. Yeah, drop kid drop kick a kid in Kmart is what I'd do. Um <laughs> God, good thing we don't have Kmarts anymore. Kick the baby, don't kick the baby. Kick exactly. the baby. Exactly. No, not but... like. <laughs> we... um, Anyways, but sorry. overall, Kiki is probably going to be now just my wholesome. Like, if you're too stressed out and you're having a day and you just need that reset to feel something again, watch Kiki's delivery service. Don't go to hard drugs. It's all about Kiki. Um. You have the option. Kiki's <laughs> delivery service or hard drugs. Yeah. Those are the, the only two options in life. Now. I remember that message. Your up. choice. That's definitely the message remember, that I heard for in, in middle school assemblies. <laughs> remember, kids, right, if somebody offers come you up drugs. To you and offer you anime. Remember, kids, if somebody drugs. offers you drugs, take the drugs. Drugs are expensive. Oh, my God. This is the worst way to end this episode. And That's I a want, joke. Anyways, I want to continue with your, your... so bad. But go ahead. What are, what are, we, what are we doing with? <laughs> it's happy. It's it's a beautiful movie. And this just solidifies me as getting a... I want to get Studio Ghibli tattoo. And I'm getting Gigi when he gets all, like, spiked up and scared. That's what I want when Would he's you, all, like, fluffy. Wouldn't you just draw, like... a um, yourself with like a crayon or marker or something and keep it there for a week see if i like it before before i no because you're 2d and you're made of paper oh what are you talking about we got there we got there all right well if you stayed with us this long we're baka and company thank you for joining us if you have suggestions send them our way at bakako podcast at gmail.com we also want to thank everyone for being here with us today. And you can catch the 3D Boys live at Sumicon in Las Vegas, April 5th to 7th. 3D I want a, boy. Well, yeah, a singular boy. Yeah, because one of the boys lopped off a phalange. Nearly lopped off a phalange and has medical bills now to pay. So the boy and his accompanying wife will be there at Sumicon in Las Vegas. April 5th through the 7th. Yay. Woo. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.